1: Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Well, this week uh, Google explained why they didn't release a 5G Pixel 4. Um, it appears apparently that Pebble watches are getting a second life, uh, courtesy of the Rebel Alliance. Ho ho ho. Um, Apple say that half of iPhones have made it to iOS 13 already. But, star of the show this week, uh, we are joined by Alex Sepko of uh, Skylum, of course, and he's going to talk to me um about what's going on with Skylum in general, uh, the forthcoming Luminar 4, and all that sort of uh, good stuff, so...
2: Welcome back to the show Alex. Yeah, it's good to be it's good to be with you again Simon. Thanks a lot. Uh
1: and no it's thanks apparently no thanks according to uh, what you said before the show uh no thanks to the Ukrainian ISPs. <laughs>
2: yeah it's uh, it's one of those days when I I, I I spend about uh, I'd say 100 days in Ukraine, and the rest is traveling. So I don't see my family often, and apparently I don't pay my uh, internet bills that uh, often. So they just um, <laughs> c- cut me down. So uh, yeah, I'm, on, I'm on my mobile connection right now. And... <laughs> that tends to happen, you know. If you don't pay,
1: if you don't pay the bills, they tend to cut you off. You know, that's uh, yeah, how it works.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> well, let's. I have to discover this
1: the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, let's hope the 3G holds up for you. Um, and, yes. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, think. So, obviously, um, the, the biggest thing, Alex, is, of course, you've been... Um, you've been uh what teasing i guess with, you know on twitter and elsewhere you've been teasing us for a while now with uh what's coming in luminar 4 um we've seen the ai sky replacement um and there's been stuff of course about the uh new um machine learning enhanced structure tool which yeah, plus um, the
2: plus the portrait tools and with, uh, yes i was going to say
1: and that, of course there's um, a whole load of uh, tools called portrait so um, I guess really the first thing I'm going to ask you is, you know, would you like to tell us
2: about what's coming in Luminar Four? Absolutely, sure. Um, it's it's interesting. Then uh, you know, the, historically, when we were planning and working on new versions of the software, any software, not just Luminar, uh, we were mostly focusing and uh, on on the features because you know features and new tools and new stuff. Is what interests uh, photographers, and when when you when you work on a new product, everyone is is actually interested to hear what new features and tools are coming. Uh, what's what's interesting in Lumina, especially in Lumina Four, is that it it is of course about the tools, and uh, we can we can talk about them. And uh, uh, from from what we hear from uh, early beta testers and uh, people who are testing it, uh, the feedback is is I'd say much better than we expected we were still hoping uh to get we always hope to get a great feedback but um, because lumina never never had portrait tools or you know sky replacement is a is a very uh, you know is is something that people like to argue about um uh, but but in reality if we look at lumina form it's not just about the tools it's it's actually about the the approach to photo editing in general and this is what excites me most because um the tools, you know, we, we've we've presented uh, three three new features, and there there will be some more with uh, with the first um, version of uh, Lumina 4. But in reality, what excites me most is how we re re reimagined the approach to photo editing in general with uh, w- w- with this particular tool. And and by that I mean that Luminar is 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 making a turn not to be a, a tool based photo editor like everyone else. It's more of about you know, a purpose-based photo software that speaks the language, the human language. And uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the, the version 4 yet or not, but there will be new things around, around uh, interface, uh, tools, uh, and uh, the whole, you know, the whole architecture of the software is different. And it seems it looks new when you launch it first, but then after five minutes, it looks very... It, it is very—it's much more comfortable to work in the software because it's—it's—it's it's, it's more about the purpose of making great images. And you'll see, it's like instead of just uh, ha- having a person, uh, you know, face all these uh, traditional tools like contrast and shadows and highlights and everything, we've grouped them by the purpose. And now, you—you you, if you want to enhance an image, you go to AI enhance. If you want to enhance a, a landscape, you go to landscape enhancer section if you if you want to work on a portrait you go to and you work with portraits and it's 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 much more intuitive right now and it's uh, and and, and we, you know we got rid of uh, several uh, old older filters in favor of this new uh, of, of this new user experience and we will we will continue to actually evolve as a, as a Uh, purpose-based photo editor that's 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 a lot that is a lot about content uh, content aware editing where the software will automate a lot of uh, tasks because it will know what is on the image and it will allow a person to actually focus on the process to uh, to focus on getting the look uh, they want and getting uh, you know a, f- a feeling to the image that they want, instead of just spending time on uh, selections and masking and layering and all sorts of things that, that are important to get a final result, but can be um, luckily can be automated with the help of artificial intelligence. No, oh, that, 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 no, I um I have to admit I I I'm not on the
1: uh, Luminar beta be honest um but -hmm. that sounds really interesting um so um would you would you say the 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 point of that really is to to make the um the process of of uh enhancing your photographs i'm not going to say editing because actually Mm -hmm. i I get the feeling that actually you're trying to move away from that It's becoming much less technical at least for the for the user so that you're correct you're, you're working um I, I, would yeah would I I'd be say, saying a bit like um when we had um Adobe on talking about elements, they were very um, much they were very no I'm, I'm not going to compare you there but I'm saying they were yeah. very much working towards um d um what's the word I'm looking for de, like simplifying the user experience for non technical users yeah I, I I
2: you know it's it 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 it, it is about simplifying it well the way we the way we look at luminar right now is uh, it's it's a tool in itself it's it's a photo software photo editing and photo enhancing software that basically um, consists of three main elements and uh, you know the first element is it gives you uh, superpowers to simplify complex stuff like masking and you know precise selections and uh, object recognition and layering and all those sorts of things so sort of thing so now people who ha- who are afraid of Photoshop or other software or who are afraid of editing or advanced editing in particular because it requires all these selections and uh, uh, you know masking they 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 get this super these superpowers with luminar and if they want to enhance eyes in a portrait for example they don't have to select ice or whatever they can just move a slider and make eyes uh you know, look better yeah. same go with lips and everything so the first element is actually simplifying like you said complex stuff and uh this is the first element the second element about lumina 4 and the new philosophy uh that we are pushing is uh, is about creative filters and uh it's it's not about uh, you know traditional just traditional stuff like contrast or clarity or whatever. It's about these new creative filters that allow you to uh, give your photography um, a look and feel that you want to be and be more unique about what you're giving. And those uh, and, and and we've got uh, a number of uh, again sky replacements is part of it. Uh, we've got like new color styles and mate look and all sorts of other things. So it will be about. Not just traditional edits or enhancements; those will. Be, but the second element is about giving you more creative filters and creative powers, so you can um, uh, come with something special, come with some, come up with something unique. Yeah. And uh, and the third element is uh, simple. We we really want uh, people to have fun with uh, Luminar, and uh, uh, the process itself should should be enjoyable and uh, fun. And uh, we we are testing this uh, different hypothesis, But uh, before we started developing Lumina 4, we we had this insight from quite a big number of uh, customers, and uh, not just our customers, but customers of other software who have never seen Lumina. Uh, we we spoke with people who have digital cameras or shoot with an iPhone. And the first question that we asked was about editing images, and it was surprising that so many people who take photos on a regular basis, they don't actually edit. And uh, the reason why they don't edit is because um, when, they, when they open the photo editing software, uh, at, at the very beginning, you don't really know what to do with the contrast or highlights and shadows, and you have to learn it. And for, for, for many people, it's easier and faster to learn about composition and uh, uh, then, then uh, put your camera on aperture priority and then learn some basics and start shooting in, instead of just investing hours and hours and hours of um, of time into learning. And, you know, we, we definitely have people who edit a lot and know everything. But it, surprisingly, a lot of people are afraid of photo editors because um, they have just become too... Cluttered and uh, and and too technical and, uh, you know, I'd say too too manual even even in in some way. Uh, so so basically, superpowers to make complex things easier, then creative tools, creative filters, and and then it, pure enjoyment. So these are three elements that uh, that we are putting into this new philosophy and Lumina Four. And if if you want to compare this to something, I I I, I like to compare it to you know the times when uh car companies started to introduce automated transmission to attract more people to enjoy the ride and enjoy the drive so it's actually it's not about a specific piece of software that we can compare lumina for it to but it's rather than a lot of imagine a lot of people would love to drive a car but they're just afraid of manual uh transmission yeah. and uh, in our case you still have the steering wheel you have you know, all sorts of other things, and you can enjoy the ride, but then uh, a complex manual process is automated. And, and then still, it's not about automating the creativity. It's not about forcing you to choose um, you know, looks that AI has developed for you. You have all that freedom, but uh, the, the manual stuff is, uh, is automated. And we are moving to the direction where you, we just will we'll take that complexity and that manual stuff out of the play but we'll add more creative tools and more fun to, to them uh, to the process.
1: Ah, well, yeah, that's excellent. I mean, yeah, when when I mentioned um, Elements, I, I wasn't attempting to um, <clears throat> compare the uh, the products, more the philosophy, because uh, yeah. you know the, what they were. Again, um, what what they said to uh, on that show was very much the same thing. That you know, <clears throat> with with smartphones being so ubiquitous, everybody is taking photographs, but. You know, from their research, the the same thing came out, that a large percentage of people were were doing nothing with their photographs at all. Um, And so they wanted, you know, to move elements and, you know, philosophically, in the same way as you're saying, to encourage people to, um, you know, to to feel... not only encouraged to do so, but that they don't have to worry about all yeah. these, you know, technical aspects because, Correct. um, you know, I've been using Photoshop pretty much as long as there was Photoshop, um, but <laughs> I... And so you know, I've learned it as it went along, um, you know, o- over thirty years or something. But if you're a new user, if you open a product like Photoshop, um, and you don't know what all those weird, and wonderful symbols are, it is the most frightening <laughs> interface. Right. You know, there's all these, and also, of course, um, in that, if you like, if I call it traditional workspace, um, you have to understand. Um, to some extent, what all those icons mean. And most of those, of course, uh, represent analog processes. Now, when I started using Photoshop, I knew what a lot of those tools were because I'd worked on, you know, uh, photographs in the analog age. But, I mean, if you present that to someone like my daughter, who's, you know, 15, she doesn't know uh, <laughs> what any of those tools are for she's a trill you know she has um, got into uh, photography she's she's got um a, a canon you know um digital slr mm-hmm. and she's um, got her iphone um and yeah, she. Uh, not only does she have a good eye for taking a photograph, but she she has no idea how to tackle something like Photoshop. So, um, and imagine,
2: she... imagine like when she mostly. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just like uh, her in a way, and many, many other people. And uh, it's it's more about when you take a photo, you're not thinking about the tools that you will be using to make that photo, you know, a good one. You you're probably thinking about the moment. You're thinking about. Uh, the look, and then it's not about you know, not not about the sliders, not about the process. It's more about the end result. So in our case, uh, th- that's the whole idea uh, why we have um, updated and changed the, even the look of the user interface is because when you open it, it will speak. It will be basically we hope we hope and we we want to make it a natural extension of the your your, yeah. your brain's creative process. So like but you. but but jumping back to uh, it's funny that you've mentioned Photoshop Elements because uh, uh, they're definitely, you know, with Luminar, it it seems like we are, you know, we are somewhere uh, competitive with uh, Adobe Elements because, because you know, we have a lot of beginners who adapt the software. Then at the same time. Uh, we, you know, we we get a growing number of real estate or wedding photographers who use who use us because of the automation and the speed. And fun, funny enough, um, about sixty percent of of customers right now uh, use use Luminar as as a plugin for Lightroom and Photoshop. And we we love this fact. And uh, I personally am, am a big fan of um adobe it's one of three, uh, three four three companies three four companies that i follow regularly and see what they're doing and uh, i love the philosophy and how dynamic they are and so on and so forth and it's but it's maybe maybe because we in our marketing we communicated uh, we you know to some people we look similar to you know, in terms of the philosophy, to Photoshop elements, or even Photoshop, it, it, where where it, where it is going, you know, Adobe didn't let us be at Adobe Max next 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 month. <laughs> uh, we and it's interesting. They 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 we wanted to show the plugin. We they approved us. We got the boost nailed down. We got everything approved. And it's just uh, literally just last week we got a note that uh, we can't be at Adobe Max because we are too competitive. Okay. uh <laughs> so you know i'm not sure how to well we 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 thought that you know we again uh we will continue to to work closely with uh, adobe ecosystem and working with everyone who use lightroom or photoshop and use luminar as a plugin but that was interesting because maybe we uh, the way we talk and the way we build the product and the philosophy that we are trying to push to the masses now this new uh sort of a new philosophy for us a new philosophy around luminar and uh and uh, everything, it 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 looks competitive. So, you know, there 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 are there are family there are familiarities for sure. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, my <laughs> as
1: I say, but you know, my daughter wouldn't even know, you know, what tool was what in in Photoshop. So, um, obviously, it, you know, all photographers will tell you the you know you you aim to get as good a shot with the camera as you can. Right, Straight better, from, yeah. you know, it it's, it's it's better to get a. It's better to get a great shot and then maybe only have to do a tiny amount of adjustment. You know, right. you, you, you can't fix a bad photograph, no matter how wonderful the software no, is. <laughs> no, 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 but no. Um, that said, you know, when she um, came to me and said, well, I've taken this photograph, Dad, and I want to. It's really great. But, you know, maybe I've underexposed it a little or. Or whatever, you know, how would I what's the best thing to use? And I said to her, Well, I'm gonna, you know, go get open luminar on the Mac because, you know, that's we've got Luminar. You can go in there and you can just play because you've got all those, you know, you all the all the um yeah. uh, Luminar three. Yeah, just and play. you just play and you've got those lovely um you know, that kind of um, sliding effect thing that you, you can see before and after and you can move it uh-huh. once and, and that. And and of course, that just felt, she took to that like a duck to water because you didn't have to start worrying, as you say, um, about masks and selections and things. You could just get the good, effects good, you wanted. Yes very yeah. simply so um i will be looking forward very much looking forward to seeing um what's in luminar 4 yeah. and i think i think she we, will we, be we're, well.
2: we're definitely we definitely need to get to get you an um, early version it's uh yeah we are in the final stage where we're just you know, fixing the, uh bugs and uh yeah. improving performance but the version has everything uh, that it that will have when when it is launched. So yeah, okay. uh, I'll make myself a note and make sure that we get you. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it, I, <laughs> it will probably be my daughter who's who's the first one on that. But uh, no, oh, I'd love on. to, I'd
2: love to hear her feedback because this is you know this is the the thing that we uh you know, the the thing that we are mostly missing right now is that. Um, people i mean again Lum- luminar will 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 be very helpful to everyone who's who has ever edited anything in any software it's it it's easy it's something new and but it will be easy to understand the value uh what is challenging is to actually uh, convince people who who are very opposed to editing or even you know i i'd say opposed to getting into learning uh, the the editing tools and techniques it will be interesting to see how we can win um uh, the hearts and minds of of these people because this is the whole, this, this is the whole idea this is how we you know, this is why we want to launch Luminar on ipad next year and go become also sort of a mobile plus desktop platform uh is is because again people say and numbers say that digital camera sales are going down that's you know we, you can't argue with that but then more and more people still take photos with all sorts of different devices and uh, it's depicted that a lot of those photos just stay untouched, being uh, raw or just uh, unedited JPEGs, uh, just because people feel like uh, it's you know, the, the process of editing is too complex, requires additional learning, and they just can't can't uh, you know can't spend a lot of time on that. Uh, and uh, and I feel like uh, the future of Skylum growth is is in you know, making people who currently edit and enhance their images happy for sure uh and also about uh bringing more people to actually working on their images yeah. uh, because no matter no matter how hard you try even you know, even the best camera in the world is not able to capture uh, it in the way your eye sees your see no, that. That you know, you'll that still, is true. still need to make some tweaks um it, well this, except for the iPhone iPhone 11 <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, but the photos I've seen is um, oh my gosh! Yeah. Hey, but the the interesting thing is that uh, everything they do is they do with the software and they use a lot of. uh, Oh yeah, it's very very much. um, Yeah, Yeah, very much computational, isn't it? Computational. Yeah, it's computational, and this is this is what we are where we are going with Luminar. A lot of there's a lot of computational stuff uh, with X and AI, and then AI structure and and portrait tools. And you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. It it's it's actually it it, it helps you be more efficient as a, as an artist. Um, so you can focus on on the look and feel and creativity. And I yeah. think that this is the right approach.
1: I I, I I think very much so, Alex. I think that's um, perhaps I should call that image enhancement for the rest of us. So, uh, oh, I think somebody might have said something like that similar to that before.
2: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I feel it's. Oh, and it's not just about the photography. As as I again, this is maybe uh, it. It will be too weird. Uh, to, it will be it will sound too weird from a five year old one. But as I grow older and have two kids and uh, work, uh, work more and more every day, time is what I value most. So every time I get a chance to spend it with my family or friends, I feel uh, I feel happy. And uh, for for me, Luminar is 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 a tool. Uh, you know the way I see it, the way our team sees it, is that this is a tool that will just eliminate the need to spend uh, time on extra stuff, and it will allow it just it will bring more free time to to artists, and also will give them more time to. To be creative and play with, uh, uh, you know, to play with different tools to to actually express their creative vision. And for us, this is this is this is uh, very very important. Excellent.
1: Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that then. Um, now there's a thorny, there is a slightly thorny issue, Alex, which um I'm going to have to bring up. <laughs> and I know, um, obviously, you know, last time you were on the show, we were talking uh, very much about the kind of light route. Uh, Lightroom replacement, um, you know, digital asset management uh, and the like. And um, several of my listeners have said to me that um, they're a little disappointed, or perhaps they've put it stronger than that 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 that's not progressed, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, as quickly or as far as they'd hoped. Um, mm-hmm. Can can you can you offer them a, a, a bit of hope on that front?
2: Um, absolutely, and. Um it's you know it's it's interesting then when when we talk about lightroom replacement or any other or replacement of any other tool or a, a library module in particular it's the question is really tricky because uh First, many people treat when when different people say digital asset management. A lot of them just mean mean very different things. And what we what we have also discovered is that um, when we when we start interviewing people who are not that active in social media or forums or blogs about what they need, uh, those needs when we talk about the library, those needs are very much different from. Um, you know, from the needs uh, of people that you know comment on different forums and blogs and stuff like that. So, so there's an a- array of uh, uh, feedback and needs related to d- digital asset management that we need to digest and actually understand what we want to build and add. But w- w- what we what we have. So, so the first thing is that uh, with the launch of Lumina four, we will continue to support Lumina three. Um, for people who are using it and uh, don't upgrade, and the next spring there is a plan to roll out the, the missing, the key missing features like uh, search and IPTC data support, and uh, so that's that's coming in both Lumina 3 and Lumina 4. The the challenge is that uh, a lot of people like it's it's almost like a lot of companies use AI in their marketing just for the sake of using the word AI. Uh, A lot of photographers would just say that they need a Lightroom replacement, but will never switch to uh, from Lightroom because they have years uh, (laughs) and for photos invested into that. And it's just it's 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 you know, it's it's a good it's it's a good thing to hate someone together. Like, you know, we hate subscriptions. So we'll we'll just switch when time comes. But what but but what we see is that if if we build a a total clone of Lightroom, no one, very few people will actually switch. And no. it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. the the, the way we are the way we look at Lumina right now is that the tool should bring an absolute value to the majority of photographers. And by value, we mean that we mean that we definitely need to bring new tools and new approaches and new user experience that that is different from Lightroom and different from Photoshop. And then then basically that if we start chasing and start adding. Uh, features that already exist in Luminar or in Lightroom, we will be out of business very quickly because Lightroom will continue. To, we will al- always be the you know number 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 two. We will always be that you know number two or number three who is chasing and uh, just trying to copy the leader. So in our case, to 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 grow faster and uh, appeal to more photographers, we we should actually be doing something different, and eventually. Um And eventually get to the point where uh Adobe and other companies try to add the tools that we've uh, added and features that we have introduced rather than just trying to copy them all the time oh yeah. As yeah. As, this is yeah. Yeah. this is just uh, uh, this is this is not the scenario where we are going, so to make the long story short yeah uh, we 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 see that um in terms of library and working with images and managing the images and organizing them in a proper way, IPTC data and search and keywords are definitely important. And that's coming to both Lumina 4 and Lumina 3. So we're yeah. not abandoning this in any way. Uh, the, 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 that's coming in 2020. And the reason we uh, we made the, the decision to, to postpone that intentionally, because we clearly knew that if we introduce these features, it's just nothing innovative, nothing new, nothing valuable. So we, we decided to focus on these new features like portrait enhancing sky replacement and structure and some other tools. We we launched them, then we have some more cool tools in the development that will be launched. Uh, over the course of winter, and be, they they will be bringing much more value to people who either use it luminizer as a standalone tool or as a the plugin. They will be it it so so photographers will get much more from these tools for their photography and for their creativity than with IPTC data, for example. Hmm. A mistake, a, a mistake, a mistake that I that we made, and I'm admitting again. Uh, as a ceo uh, every every mist- uh, as a ceo every mistake of a company every drawback of of a business yeah. is might is ends up on more? your desk <laughs> correct yeah uh, success is a team success so so it's uh, so in terms of in terms of the mistakes that we made it was definitely uh, uh, and the lesson that we learned is that um we should we shouldn't have promised as many things and making um in making so many bold statements it's it's you know when when the company is young and growing it's uh it's easy uh to get into the trap of you know big uh, big statements and uh, uh run around and yell about something mm-hmm. uh, but as we as we are as we are more mature and we you know we get to you know, millions and millions of photographers who use Lumina around the world, we now understand that it's much better to under-promise and over-deliver yeah. and surprise sorry, people and keep that's... them happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rather than just over-promise and then under-deliver. We, we've made this mistakes. We we faced that uh, situation uh, last year. We got through it somehow. And then uh, now it's 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 mostly about uh you know, bringing the value and at the same time being i'd say more modest on what we're yeah. bringing so it's a, yeah things yeah.
1: like that yeah, that's fine that's fine you know um <laughs> they always say it takes a big man to admit these mistakes so um you know and, and just moving back slightly to the digital asset management mm-hmm. most of the, most of the people um who, who i've spoken to and many of them it's not so much that they wish to replace Lightroom wholesale, you know, they, it's not mm-hmm. like they want to switch out what they, what they um, are looking forward to, um, you know, and felt that you'd promised them was the ability to transition, um, particularly their, their libraries away from Lightroom and into Luminar as a way of um, managing their photographs so um you know yeah i mean the 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 things you're talking about obviously um adding in the you know in 2020 are very much the sort of things that they're looking for the ability to search the ability to have the data the metadata and so on so i i think that will you know hopefully cheer them up um
3: yeah and we are you know
1: i i think we you know we all understand obviously that you know as a company Skylum's job is to is to um you know to grow and to move forward and as you say you know um new new uh, appealing features uh, will attract more yeah. new users than um, as fabulous as it might be you know n- now with the uh, structured dis- digital asset management is not exactly the sexiest selling line in the in the world is it and, you know it's not it, it's doesn't, like, doesn't grab headlines really it's yeah, you
2: know, it's and if you look at if you compare our industry to sports for example um, you know when there's when there is a race, be it a car race or um, sailing or bicycle race, anything, um, there there are two two very clear strategies: the the leading, you know, the first place strategy, and the and the strategy of those who follow. So the idea is that, when the you know the first place, the first in the race, uh, be it whoever that is, they should not invent things or should not actively or should not actively innovate you know or should not do something different they should just in most cases the you know the you know the the number one should just keep the distance between number two and basically repeat anything that they are doing so so keep the same speed make those turns the same way or everything so they just can keep the status quo and not let number two three or four uh yeah to catch up and uh, overtake get, them. Catch yeah catch up so the strategy, the strategy for the second one is different. If they just do whatever the leader is doing, they'll, they'll keep that status quo and it doesn't work. So the second place, what they do is they try to be as creative, as, as innovative as possible. And they, they need to invent and risk, risk bigger, invent new things and always come up with some moves and strategies and turns that will uh, trick the, you know, the first to, 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 to make this distance uh, shorter. So this is uh, again. This enlightenment uh, has come to us I, I, just recently. Again, we are still learning. We we are a small company, and and we have a big ambition. We want to make Luminar, uh, uh, you know, the you know the the most popular tool for artists for digital artists on mobile or or a desktop. We really want digital artists to enjoy the process of editing and enhancing photos, and we want to be a globally world popular. Uh, platform and oh. for that it, 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 the ambition is very big, so we can't just copy um, other tools and and uh, oh. we, we need to innovate. So that's the whole idea. We need to come with, with something that will blow people's minds. Yeah, and this is yeah, that's that's the whole idea.
1: There you go. You want to become the world's uh, you know photo enhancer of choice.
2: We a... would love that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's and it's we are now looking at you know we look at photography a little bit differently right now and photo editing in general. It seems like um, it's you know when you when you look what kind of what photos iPhone can create and uh, hopefully digital cameras will catch up. Um, the, you know the 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 gear the 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 photo iPhone can enhance photos itself. So actually, if you are just talking and, and digital cameras will most probably catch up and do some enhancements um, inside the camera as well. And it seems like um, just regular photo, a traditional photo software that just enhances the raw files and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, will be um, losing the the popularity losing, um, uh, you know, losing, I would say, the market in terms of market share uh, because the cameras will be doing so much more. So in our case, when we look at Lumina again, just as I told you, we are looking at giving photographers more superpowers to automate and simplify complex stuff, and then we are constantly looking for these new, interesting, uh, creative tools uh, that that will go, that will go beyond uh, traditional enhancement, because there's a big chance that a year from now, two years from now. Most of the photographers won't really need to even do those basic adjustments and basic enhancements because everything will be either done straight in the camera or automatically, um, you know, stored in a raw file, and then you just need to tweak it a little bit. Good. So, so basic enhancements itself is something that I know for sure. A lot of mobile companies are trying to do right in their in their device, and this is this is you know the the uh, hardware companies they're actually killing. Uh, uh, software is, uh, you know, slowly, but uh, with a big confidence, because a lot of them inside the inside yeah. the device itself. So for looking looking to bring some tools that will not be that or some opportunities to customers that are not possible either in the device itself or definitely not possible with other software.
1: Yeah. Well, that's very good. And uh, yeah. um, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier as a sort of analogy, you know, automatic transmission. um, Yeah. As, 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 you know, as cameras and phones get ever better and add ever more computational uh photography you know um enhancement um it's a bit like yeah. you know no nobody has to double d clutch anymore you know <laughs> <laughs> you know no nobody everybody you know we went from double d clutching to synchro mesh gearboxes to you, you know yeah. semi automatic to full automatic um <clears throat> yeah. And and there you go. So that that is very true. I think you're I think you're you know, you're very wise there to be aware that um a certain level of what you might call basic uh photo you know, editing or enhancement it is likely to become almost redundant because, yep. you know, the the hardware will do an awful lot of that, at least oh, know, yeah. for a large percentage of, you know, people taking photographs. Correct, um, correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So um, that's Luminar. Um, of course, Luminar isn't your only product, is it? Um, we, you have Aurora. Um, mm-hmm. Is anything on the horizon with Aurora or is that, you know, has that taken a... A, a slight backseat to Luminar Four. obviously Aurora got a, a big update last year. So, you know, it wouldn't be, <laughs> I don't and, think and anybody we, we, would we, we feel ju- cheated.
2: <laughs> well, we've just, we've just released uh, a performance update and Catalina update for Mac users on, for Aurora as well, just boosting, in you know, some of the performance and fixing, uh, fixing bugs. But uh, with, it's, it's interesting that you've mentioned Aurora. Um, Aurora is a, uh, its its position is 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 very interesting because um, for real estate photographers and people who still shoot brackets, this is already a tool of choice for for the majority. And uh, in t- in terms of this, I'd say traditional HDR photography approach, where you take photos of multiple exposures and then you merge them together, uh, Aurora uh, is is there for you know for quite a long number uh, for quite a lot of people we are we are currently at this point every, everything we do is around lumina and uh, because we want to bring all that we want to actually make you know turn our ambitions and plans into reality so these are not just dreams that we you know we're discussing mm. with you uh, today and th- that's a reality so every 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 single effort is put towards uh, lumina but with aurora and and the launch of this lumina 4 uh, with aurora it's interesting because we are still discussing whether uh in a, in the long run you know not immediately but we are, we love a lot of features about aurora and we love a, a lot of tools and we are still you know thinking whether this should be whether aurora should just be uh a plugin for, for luminar whether we should continue developing it as a as a standalone software but interestingly with with aurora and you know we, we can continue Updating it on a regular basis, but the, the software has so much so much to offer in terms of the HDR workflow and HDR image editing that it's it, you know the new features that we may invent will, will just be competitive with luminar uh, and uh, and it's uh, because when you when you talk about creating a great looking HDR image or you know, aurora you know Aurora may be missing some of the um, there are some bugs in the performance on uh, PCs, and and that's you know we, we we will definitely fix that. But in terms of adding new tools, it's it's almost like what what else should we add? To, yeah. to, to, <laughs> into, uh, there comes it, a point. You, you there,
1: yeah, there comes a point of diminishing returns, as it were. They're, yeah, there's it's, not it's much more to be like, done. Yeah,
2: yeah, We can you know we can. There there are some software providers out there we can you know we, we the, who who you know add new presets every single like update or or just uh you know add, add AI to the name of the tool and it, it it's it it's almost like cheating for us it's you can create presets and just add them to the software so it, it we shouldn't call it um uh, you know a um, like a new version. So with Aurora, will uh, most li- likely will we'll, um, we'll, will will release several performance updates uh, to make sure that uh, the performance is smooth. We'll fix some of the critical bugs, and but that's all, all after Lumina 4 launch, and uh, drop uh, Aurora HDR. Uh, well, drop drop 2019 uh, from from the name of it. So it's just Aurora HDR. And then uh, you know, see see what's next because it's not like it's not like with Luminar, right? When we need to uh, work on the library and make it uh, and and deliver on our promise or so add new AI tools for single image editing mm-hmm. and new creative tools. With with Aurora, it's like it's a very complete piece of software. And uh, interesting enough, we uh, you know we ran a little survey in inside Skylum. Among, among our engineers, among the development team to actually, to, to ask them what is their favorite uh, piece of software. And uh, Aurora one uh, was the one that uh, most people love most. It's like uh, Luminar is a strong number two and it's, you know, Luminar 4 is getting a lot of uh, support and people love it. And But for, for people who develop Luminar, for people who just, ke- who, you know, who have been working for us, along aurora they they feel like aurora is the most complete product we've ever released it has everything a photographer may need for hdr image creation and we all understand that with lumina with the current lumina 3 and with uh, there there are still a lot of things that we want to add to make lumina uh, a complete all-in-one solution and that 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 includes you know mobile experience and library and new creative tools and more 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 Okay. But with with Aurora, it's yeah, it's complete. Um, speaking of uh, you know other tools, uh, we have uh, we have some other tools like all the you know, legacy software mm-hmm. like Intensify and Tonality, but all those tools are inside Luminar, and we will continue to uh, make sure that people who want to create a black and white shot or make the images more detailed and um, dramatic, they can do that in in luminar with uh, PhotoLima and uh, Air Magic. Um, you know, we'll, those those are still we we, we just want to ma- we make sure that they work and people who just need some image editing automation they can use it. But those those products will not be uh, heavily supported with new features or updates, uh, mostly because of again. Ferulima yeah. is a, is a pure you know automated uh, no clicks required solution so nothing to add there. Uh, all our brain work and uh, resources are currently focused on on Luminar mostly because we need to improve on a number of things. We need to, we want to add a number of things, and we have this huge big you know vision around the product that we are super excited about, and that requires full dedication and devotion.
1: Yeah, well that you know and and. Actually, to some extent, um, with Aurora, as you say, you know, it's a kind of feature complete um thing in and of itself. But I guess also in the longer run, um, it, it it's also a, at risk of becoming um sidelined by by the hardware because for example, you know, uh like you were talking about the iPhone eleven. I mean that, you know, with the computational uh photography in that you can you can do HDR yeah, photography. A pretty much straight on your on your phone um yeah correct and that's not to say that there's not a place for aurora because obviously there is uh, as you say for people who are heavily into using um you know bracketed photography the traditional um method but to some extent that's going to you can see that gradually being squeezed out as ever more um cameras you know offer that as as a as an inbuilt option so um i mean we had b light on um you know a a few weeks ago and i asked them about a couple of their products and in in much the same way as you they said, we you know that that product is we've decided basically to just let that product go because we need to you know like you they're a fairly small team and, and, uh, you know, and like a lot of software houses are not big companies, you know, they're not tens of hundreds of people, they're teams of, you know, 20 or 30. Correct. Um, yeah. And so, you know, uh, Tanya said the same, you know, we had to, um, you know, internally have a discussion about which products, you know, we can focus on and, which ones we can say, okay, is, is that really worth pursuing? Um, right. Or is or is that, you know, has that had its time? And a couple of their products, they said, right, we just said, no, we're going to let them go. We're going to sunset them because we would – we could – keep spending time on propping them up or we could just say, look, that product has had its day um, and we our resources would be better spent on, yeah. you know, products which move us forward rather than supporting old products which realistically don't, you know, don't sell very much.
2: Yeah. And we have, yeah we have these discussions with other co-founders almost uh, um, on a weekly basis. It's, it's always a decision on, um, you know, one hour spent on, uh an important thing and one hour spent on a less important thing is the same hour right you're not getting more or less so with us it's always like we can do like we we also have a part of a business is about uh uh you know helping wedding studios in china um be more efficient with some of our cloud technologies and then we also want to do mobile stuff and then we, we we have so many ambitions and plans and ideas, uh, but it's it's always about uh, figuring out what makes sense in the long run, what is part of your vision and philosophy, and then saying no to many other things. So in our case, it's we when we all we at this point when we have an idea or plan or whatever, we always start with with a question: How will that impact Illumina Four development and Lumina Four and Lumina brand development in general? Yeah. And if if that influences in a bad way, if that doesn't help, and uh, the, you know, no matter um, no matter how much uh, you know how how passionate we are, or how, how how badly we want to launch that, we put it on hold. It's it's interesting. There's this new book uh, uh, about the um, so this it, it it the name is uh, it will never work about the. Uh, uh, this will never work um so it's it's basically about netflix the launch of netflix and they have a thing over there called uh, canada principle and uh, the interesting thing is you know when when netflix was just getting started they w- were u.s only company and they always had this desire ambition to go to canada and they always knew that even opening operations in canada will easily uh, bring them you know ten percent boost in their revenues and market share and growth, which which is always you know good for business, but then when they looked at how many resources that will require that will require translating all the content into French as well giving support and stuff like that then they they could clearly and, and understand that that could hurt their u s business that could hurt some of the other growth plans and they always they you know for the first years they or so they wanted to focus. So in our case, it's pretty much the same thing. We have a number of um, ideas and opportunities that can grow SkyWall business uh, immediately in, in a short period of time by 10, 20%, like the next day. But then a number of uh, you know things that we need to uh, sacrifice and to, to do to um, get to that. Will actually, you know, it's not worth uh, the effort because then we'll just uh, sacrifice the future and the long-term growth of Lumina. And for us, we see the the future of Skyloom as a as a company uh, of of a product called Lumina. So that's that's yeah. simple as it is. Yeah, very good.
1: Um, and 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 you're right. You know, um, and it doesn't really. I think that. Whether whether a company is big or small, um, you know that kind of resource management it, is important all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm sure even great big companies like Adobe have the have the same thing. They no doubt have meetings where somebody says I've got this great idea, and they go, Yeah, that's fabulous, but you know how many resources is it going to take away from the next release of Creative Something. Suite yep. or whatever? You know, um, <laughs> you, everything has to be measured and you know um was it, was it steve jobs or, or or johnny ive you know for every yes there's a thousand no's um yeah and, and that's always. always always because no one can do everything you, you just can't you have to you know you have to have some kind of focus otherwise it, it all goes to hell <laughs> and, there
2: and again the, there's so many things it's it's almost like it's unbelievable how many distractions are there and it's not just new products or legacy products or stuff it's like every single day we fight uh distractions and um the i mean the point is about just constantly reminding yourself that the focus is important the focus is important and uh we we actually you know we have, we can switch a little bit to you know the business side of things, not or the business side of a photography business, but the moment um, yeah, that that understanding that we should focus, if not hundred percent, but you know 95 percent of our efforts in the team, we should focus on Luminar team, around February, uh, January last year, and uh, we looked at you know, and then we when we looked at how, how many things that had changed positively. I mean. We, you know, we have started growing much faster in terms of Luminar user base, and we we are now able to provide a much better customer support because people are just focused on that one product, and they still support, like even the customer support, the customer retention, of the product team, they still uh, have other updates in their pipeline, but they uh, they understand that the main thing is is Luminar, and uh, that that helps them to uh, to actually plan their day better. We plan the future better and you know so many so many advantages of being uh focused uh, on, on something we we will definitely be as skyline we will definitely be doing um you know more things in the future uh, growing and testing different uh, verticals and offering some more products and services for photographers but we we clearly understand that we need to um if not to number one in terms of a global photo enhancement platform, like you said, but we we really want to be a, a very strong, um, you know, top two, top three player, um, not just on some certain markets as, as, uh, as, as we are right now, but but globally, we really want to be a, a tool of choice for creative professionals and add more value. And that, that requires a lot of focus for sure.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> Nothing, you know, uh, Nothing great is easy, as they say, uh, you know. Yep, um, yep, 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Practice,
2: yep, yep, and a lot <laughs> of failures, a lot of failures and a lot of lessons and a lot of stress.
1: Yeah. I mean. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, Alex, um, you've been on for an hour, and I, I know you said... um. You know, yeah, you said I babys-
2: started,
1: babysit the kid. Yeah, you're you're, uh, oh. you're with your children, which, <laughs> and as you've uh, told us, you don't, you know, you don't get to spend a huge amount of time at home, so I won't keep you uh, I won't keep you any much longer.
2: Um, what I will this, say is, will this will this episode be live before the photo plus east in New York, which is next week, or oh, this this funny? this um, this
1: podcast should be um, probably be out by uh, Tuesday.
2: Well. Wow. Yeah. So if if anyone uh, from New York or around that area will listen to this, come come see Lumina for it. PhotoPlus Expo. Excellent. Uh, If you could give me in 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 New York.
1: Yep. Okay. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. If you just um pop that in the in the chat, and I'll put that in the show notes. I will. Um, I
2: will. I will.
1: And um well obviously um. I'm sure everybody knows where they can find all your stuff, but uh, if you'd like to just uh, shout it out for anybody who uh, has been living under a rock for the
2: last few years, (laughs) well, it's yeah, it's uh, SkyLum s k y l u m dot com, and I also uh, suggest as a uh, maybe even a starting point, uh, uh, Google Lumina Four or YouTube uh, Lumina Four, and uh, look for some fresh videos from different photographers on. You know, sky replacement and portrait tools and AI structure. Um, there are already a lot of photographers that, um, you know, that tried, you know, some early versions and stuff like that. And uh, to discover and, and get some additional understanding of what, what I was uh, talking about, it's good to see some videos as, because seeing is definitely believing. Oh, and yes. there's some interesting things. And I'll make sure that we get you and your daughter an early version of Nothing. the software as well.
1: Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks. Oh, and of course, um, they can follow you and uh, Skylam on Twitter, can't they?
2: Uh... Yep. Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a quite active uh, Facebook Group well, page is bigger, but the group is um, it allows us to interact with customers uh, more. So it's it's uh, Skylum Skylum Photography on Facebook. Uh, there are about thirty thousand people. Uh, sort of a, it's a closed, uh, not gated, but closed uh, community of photographers who use Luminar and also people who want to get Luminar. There is a lot of discussion, images, uh, some cool uh, experience sharing. Uh, quite an active community of people who love photography. So if if you're on Facebook, this is a good place to uh, to be as well. Okay. Wow. excellent.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much, Alex. That was uh, very thank enlightening, so much, and uh, thank you for uh, you know giving up
2: your precious time at home
1: to uh, no come worries. and speak to us. All right. But the
2: time not just not just for me, but for everyone. Uh... On on this planet, yeah, we should always remember that time is precious. Something that, is true. that we can never buy back. Yeah, that is true. Was good. To, was was good talking to you, Simon. As well.
1: All right then, Alex. Um, thanks a lot, and um, goodbye. 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 Bye. Well, that was very interesting indeed. And uh, thank you, Alex, for giving up your Sunday afternoon to come and talk to us. Um, Right now, I think we're going to head over to uh, John Nemo in the hardware store. Uh, He has a set of headphones to talk to us about. And then after that, I think I will just cruise across the uh, news headlines and then wrap the show up. So, back in a minute.
4: We received an extraordinary set of full-size, over-ear, on-head headphones. They look like conventional headphones, the old-fashioned ones, but they are very, very modern and contemporary. The company is called Clear Audio, C-L-E-E-R-A-U-D-I-O, clearaudio.com. The headphone model is called the Flow 2, flow and then I-I, capital I-I, the Roman numeral two, Flow to wireless Bluetooth noise-canceling headphones. $280 in the U.S. These are premium headphones in many ways, and just keep listening to find out how that works. From Clear Audio. I had never heard of this company or this product before, but boy, have they changed the way I'm listening to music. These are three-way headphones. Way number one is you plug it into your computer or other traditional auxiliary cable audio source. And they are what are called high-res headphones, meaning you hear the music exactly as it was meant to be heard. Bright and crisp with so much presence using the cable. I just listened to some Fleetwood Mac music and I just wanted to keep on listening for the rest of the day. It was so stunning and so dramatic. The second way And the third way are both wireless using Bluetooth. You connect them using Bluetooth, which just takes a couple of seconds. No cable involved. They're comfortable on your head, and it's marked right and left, easy to see. They're fairly substantial. They've got a nice cushy headband to protect your skull, and very comfortable. But once you're on Bluetooth, you have two ways to use them. As full noise canceling, and believe me, the external world is quiet. The music is fabulous and the real outside world is non-existent. And then you press a small button on the left ear and then you can hear what's going on around you. So it's the best of both for three-way headphones. The Flow 2 wireless Bluetooth noise-canceling headphones. Now the noise-canceling and the other feature that I'll tell you about in a second don't work the same way when you're plugged in than when you're wireless. Because when you're Bluetooth wireless... The left ear is actually a touch pad that you use to touch in certain ways to answer a call, to finish a call, to make it louder, to make it softer, to go to the next track or the previous track. This is all described in the manual. And for $280 US, you get your money's worth. They come in gray that we received for our evaluation unit and also slightly brighter silvery color. They both look very good. They fold up. And they come with a terrific case. They have thought of everything at Clear Audio. I'm going to fold mine up, fold that up. Now it's nice and cozy. It can go right in the case. In addition, they provide the charging cable and also the aforementioned high-res audio cable and a pouch, in-flight adapter, quick start guide, and that's all you need. I've been listening to these exclusively since I've had them for a couple of weeks. And it looks like I'm going to be getting rid of a bunch of headphones to my nearest and dearest because the Clear Audio Flow 2 immediately became my favorite headphones, especially when there's a lot of noise and commotion going on, I go straight into noise canceling. Very effective noise canceling. Yet, when I need to hear something around me, and I don't want to be a complete moron in a room of people where I need to listen to music and also know what's going on, I can press a button and I can not hear what is going on while the music continues to play with full quality. I really can't describe these accurately because they are so wonderful. There are a couple of reviews on the internet, brand new product. So do a search, a web search for Flow 2 wireless Bluetooth, noise cancelling headphones, CLER, clear audio. They also have something called Google Assistant that I'm not familiar with. So if you use Google Assistant, you can also use that with another button It's on the left earpiece. Just three controls, on or off. Google Assistant on off. Full noise cancelling on and off. That's it. And it's all on the left ear where you have those controls. So read some reviews that other people have done, and you will see that these are terrific headphones. Well done, clear audio. Let's go back and listen to some music. Back next week for more Nemo's Hardware Store.
1: Thank you for that, John. Um, An interesting pair of Google Assistant Bluetooth headphones there. Um, Link in the show notes. Um, I was unable to find a price, so uh, there's a link directly to uh, Clear Audio's site, and um, I was unable to find them on Amazon at the moment. The uh, previous version, the Flow, uh, is available on Amazon, but I was unable to find the new Low 2, so there you are, Um, well, as Alex was, uh, you know, very uh, forthcoming, and gave us a lot of uh, information there, um, I'm not going to spend long on what's not a lot of news anyway, Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Apple say half of all iPhones are now on iOS 13, only uh, a month since release, Um, I've got a link here called The Complete Guide to Using External Storage on iOS and iPad, uh, which was sent in by Mac Jim. That's in the show notes. Uh, Interesting if you are interested in using external storage, particularly, I guess, with your iPad. Um, The company Lunar Display have uh, introduced... A Mac to Mac mode, um, allowing you to use nearly any Mac as a secondary display. Um, interesting, interesting indeed. Um, link to Mac rumours uh, in the notes. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, this will allow you to use, you know, p- possibly repurpose an older uh, machine as a display. Um, Apple TV is now available on Roku. Um, there you go, Uh Brings all your um, iTunes uh, watching and uh, listening, I believe, to the Roku box. Um, I've read you have to have a newer Roku. Uh, some of the older ones are not supported. Um, but uh, if you have a newer Roku and uh, you don't have an Apple TV, get the Apple TV app and uh you can get some of the Apple TV experience for um, much less than the cost of an Apple TV. Um, Apple have taken iPhoto round the back of the barn, haven't they? Uh, We've all known this was coming. iPhoto was 32-bit, was replaced by Photos quite some time ago, but there were a few diehards who refused to give up. Well, uh, unfortunately, that day has come. If you want to use Catalina, iPhoto is not going to work anymore. Um, uh, in the past, I have mentioned um, a product called Growly Bird Photo from uh, Growly Bird Software. Um, this is uh, a free product from Growly Bird uh, on growlybird.com. Uh, link in the notes, of course. Ah. Uh, if you're in the least bit interested, uh, go follow the link and uh, read what the uh, the developer has to say about it. Um, they produce about 15 or 16 products, all of which are free. Um, very interesting selection. There's a very simple word processor, um, a simple spreadsheet, um, the photo program itself, and so on. Um, also, they make a, what is, I believe... Guy Searle's favourite backgammon game. Uh, There you go. Google uh, has explained why it didn't release a 5G version of the Pixel 4. Um, Unsurprisingly, because they don't think there's enough 5G (laughs) out there. Um, All those people saying, you know, no 5G on the iPhone 11 will hurt it. Uh, Yaboo sucks to you. Google think the same as Apple. Not actually worth bothering with 5G just yet. Um... Pebble smartwatch is getting a second life, thanks to the Rebel Alliance. Uh, apparently, there is a group of die-hard uh, Pebble users keeping the Pebble alive. Uh, quite an interesting little read over at The Verge. Surprising, really, um, although the Pebble was, of course, probably the first real smartwatch uh, that was any use. Um. there we go the u s military apparently are no longer going to use eight inch floppy disks to coordinate their nuclear launches well all i can say for that is isn't that about time the last time i saw an eight inch floppy disk was about uh, 40 years ago when my brother used to use a CompuGraphic typesetting machine. Um, Yes, about time they got rid of those, I think. Where on earth are they still getting 8-inch floppy disks from? That's what I want to know. Or did they have a huge bunker stuffed with them just in case? There we go. Um, Adobe have committed to releasing Photoshop for iPad. Um, Some features are not available at launch, uh, apparently. And uh, Affinity Tutorials on Twitter have tweeted that a lot of people are testing the Photoshop for iPad say it is rudimentary and uh, lacking in features. Something I think several of us have uh, commented on in the past, saying, you know, uh, it's a big ask, and Photoshop for iPad, you know, a lot of people have been going on about real Photoshop on the iPad, um, and I think quite a lot of us have predicted that, uh, you know, Photoshop for iPad is almost certainly not going to be what most of us would consider to be a full-blown Photoshop. Uh apparently it should uh, appear before the end of the year according to Adobe so I guess we will find out more then but uh as you uh, as you know um there are several companies who've already um beaten Adobe to that punch. Security and privacy news at dougie uh Andy J our favorite uh digital forensics man his favorite uh, vpn service private internet access are having a sale um, link in the show notes you can save as much as 66 percent if you buy a year's service um this is a limited time offer so uh hopefully this will um still be extant when you get this if you're interested follow the link and take a look um i've got a couple of worth of chirps The BBC News had a little video um, on how to get visitors onto your home Wi-Fi easily. Are you sick of being asked for the password to your Wi-Fi? Well, uh, link to their little video, but uh, here's a quick heads up. Basically, put your login details in a QR code, print it out, and put it where your guests can scan it. There we go. That's a too-long-did-not-read version of that one. Uh, the Twitter app is back on Mac uh, as a Catalyst app. Um, I've got it. I really have missed having a dedicated um, application for Twitter on the Mac, I have to admit. I mostly uh, do click through Twitter on my phone because it's easier. But, um, yeah, using Twitter via the browser when you're on the Mac was horrible. So, thank goodness we finally got... um a stand-alone client again and here is uh, an announcement from uh, Alistair. um in the slack if anyone had previously considered and discounted backblaze as a backup option due to their 30-day file retention limit you might be interested to know you can now opt to extend that to a year or even unlimited for additional costs uh, extending the one to the one year limit will cost you um, an extra two dollars for each computer um, and going to unlimited is the the same $2 plus half a cent per gigabyte per month for anything which is over a year old, uh, which means that works out at $5 per terabyte per month. Um, there is a link in the show notes. Uh, it is an affiliate link. And uh, if you use it, uh, both the, uh, you know, anyone who follows it and Alistair will get uh, a free month. So there you go. Um, if you are interested, help Alistair out. Help Alistair out. Use his affiliate link and get him a free month. Um, that's probably about it. Time to announce the winners of the licenses for Light's new vector application, Amadine. Uh, The names out of the hat were Alan Vickers, Dan Murphy, Bart Bouchotts, and Guy Searle. Who would have known it? But there you go. Well done, winners, if you sent in and didn't win bad luck. Uh, I hope we'll be able to have um, you know, another giveaway in the near future, and uh, you can enter again. There we go. I think I'll call that a show. To be honest, you can follow me on the Twitter as at Serenak s e r e n a k. Um, the show is at uh, Essential Apple. .com, Um, do go over to the website and check out, because we do have articles there, as well as the shows, Um, Mac Jim has written a few recently, I've had a couple of guest uh, submissions, so, you know, do go over to the website and check it out, Um, I don't normally do this, but I did have a look at the reviews for this show on iTunes, or whatever it is now, Apple Music, whatever, Um, it's a bit sad, people, if you listen to the show um, pop over and give us a review we haven't had a review in years um, and if you're a listener to uh, the Mac and Forth show um, Carl had a fairly heartfelt uh, plea saying, you know, all us little podcasters with, you know, not tens and thousands of listeners but probably you know, several hundreds of listeners um, we really do appreciate a, a review or feedback or an email um anything really we do we do this because we like it and we hope that it entertains you so um yeah just for a change i'm going to say give us a review go on um what else mac uh jim of course has his essential apple flickr group the uh family friendly flickr group For uh, anybody who's interested in photography chatter, um, follow the link in the show notes. And, of course, as I say, you can just follow the link in the uh, show notes as well if you'd like to join the Slack room and uh, get in there with the diehard chatter um, or nonsense or rubbish, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, And I think I'll call that a show. So, uh, until next week, goodbye, everybody. Bart Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcasts, and take a listen.
0: Hello and good evening. This is Gaz for the MyMac Podcast. And we know you have your pick of high quality downloadable audio content, and we appreciate that you choose ours. Quite right, old Bean. This is Guy, and we're here to say that the My Mac podcast is the right choice to make intelligent, cultured, and downloaded by only the finest and most educated people. Indeed, in fact, we restrict our delightful missives to only those best suited. Guy, I can't go on with this. Who are we kidding? The MyMac Podcast is probably one of the most accessible shows there is. Gaz, we're trying to up our reputation here. Oh, shut it. Listen, folks, tired of tech podcasts that talk over your head and go on too long, taking themselves so seriously, you'd think they were the ones making the product? Then you should listen to the MyMac.com Podcast. At least three good chuckles per segment. If my math is right, that's about ten laughs per show. Right. Because three times three is ten. Sometimes I really wonder about you, Guy. No need to wonder where to find the podcast. Just go to iTunes and search for Mac. Subscribe and jump into the fun. You know, we're part of the Stoplight Network, and there are a lot of important people there. Well, we did say we hardly know anyone important. Though there was that time I was less than 30 feet away from the Waz and I could have sworn he made eye contact. Most likely, he was having stomach cramps. That would explain why he was doubled over at the time. The MyMac.com podcast. Enjoy it over a cuppa.
1: Yeah.